Karibu AMG Realtors. We have specialized in selling of land across the country in areas like Nanyuki, Naivasha, Nakuru, Juja, Kagunda Road, Malindi and the Abadeas. Contact us today for land investment solutions and have your title deed delivered within 60 days upon completion of payment. SMS AMG to 402 or call us on plus 254-748-229-941. AMG Realtors, we don't just deal in land, we deal in value. First and foremost, I just want to say thank you so much, Rob, for joining today's episode. How are you? I'm good. When, when you said uh, there was, this was an opportunity, I jumped on it because uh, I love your I love your vibe and I love the the content that you share uh, just as much so, as your enthusiasm and uh, passion for the space. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, a huge shout out to Clubhouse because, you know, we got to connect there. And we over the months, we've been able to just be in each other's rooms and understand some things. And some people are wondering, okay, what is this SEO thing? What is this um, business like? How is it changing? Do I need to learn how to do it? You know, so many questions. So it would be so great for you to just let us know who you are, who Rob is. And, you know, just give us a little insight so we can be able to get today started. Sure. Uh, so I'm um, an entrepreneur. I've been in the technology space, sort of, and moved in the marketing space. And for the last uh, 10 years, I've really focused on uh, software as a service, um, specifically around, uh, you know, a lot with automation of marketing, developing frameworks. You know, I, I kind of have my hands on a number of different things when we realize that marketing is so... Uh, integrated nowadays that you really you know to, to stay up to date kind of want to jump in all the different facets of it and, uh, so yeah i don't know my my short of it is a little bit of marketing a little bit of technology and a lot about startups yeah you know when you talk about technology now just we think about all the things that are happening even like a simple jogging or walking or trying to keep you know yourself updated it's all technology so when you think about the marketing value and how it's integrating to people who are starting to learn about these things for the first time, probably they've never heard about the terms. How do they get? How do they get started? Just to give them that quick approach without being too technical. Sure, you know I think that it's such an important thing to have a foot in technology and another foot in marketing. You become such a valuable asset, whether you're from coming from a technology play, wanting to write better technology, empathetic, understanding who the marketers are going to be selling it and who the users are that are going to be using it. From a marketing perspective, you know, understanding what your capabilities are, what technology you can leverage, right? If you don't know what new frameworks or tool sets um, are available to you. So I think for me, um, I'm a fan of going back to the basics and you know, understanding like how everything has evolved. Like the people, marketers, or citizens, technologists, whatever we look at it, they're coming in technology now. It seems like they're losing some of the context of why we do things. And when you kind of go back through time, like, okay, so this thing was invented, and then that thing was invented, and okay, now then we move into this framework and that format. But without getting technical on it, just like understanding the evolution of technology really helps us understand where we've come helps us understand where we're going. And uh, to a large degree, I think it kind of grounds you a little bit. Uh, 
and I'm not sure if it fully answered kind of what you're going at, but I just think that understanding history is always interesting. Yeah, I think so too, because marketing and technology are so important for business growth, especially now. And people are thinking about how can they visually impact their audience. And without even going technical, how can they just put up a really good Canva picture and send that message home and, you know, get leads, get signups, get connections, and then end up having a community, which is now where you build your no like trust factors. You know, how do people think about those things? Even knowing that it's important, but it's not that hard to go through the process if you really pay attention to the detail. Sure. And, and I think you mentioned a good point, which is if you're ultimately if you focus on a communication strategy, right, the technology can be secondary, right? You know, new new functionality, new capabilities are always coming out. Um, so if your focus is look, I don't want to get like you said, I don't want to get in the weeds, I don't want to learn the technology. I think just having a clear understanding of your communication strategy, a clear understanding of what medium, right? So just breaking it down into simply, well, is this audio format? Is it a video format? Like what's the format that we're working with here, right? And what are the opportunities with this format? I think from there allows you to um, ultimately kind of adapt to whatever technology comes your way in the future. So yeah, it's it's always interesting like how deep everything is going so wide now, right? That how deep do you go in any one area? is always kind of like, do I invest my time here or there? How much is this do I need to learn before I can become effective, I guess? Yeah, I think so too. And effectiveness comes with learning. It's like the learning phase. You know, we think about when people are running ads, they're like, oh, we want to get out of the learning phase. Or you want to know what is the brand awareness or how do you build that communication strategy? What are your color palettes? You know, people kind of forget those things without really knowing that there's a psychology to marketing in it too. So just tell us more about like the branding approach on how they can focus on those colors. When they just look outside and they see brands, they should be able to understand like what's the science behind it and what's the art presentation for it. So this is obviously a much bigger conversation, right? But I think for me, um, kind of starting off as a technologist and you know, having my first you know, couple companies where the big brand, you know, agencies would come in and they'd be like, it's hundred thousand dollars for we're gonna do all this stuff and, and I was just trying to figure out like what it was they were doing. And it always bothered me. And so then when I moved to the marketing side, one of the things I was really understanding, you know, what is branding? Like what's the, the DNA of brand? And is it just the colors? Is there something deeper to that? And uh, so I think it's an interesting approach looking at the science of branding. And uh, actually, one of our startups is the art science of branding, and we're taking and turning it to uh, DIY branding tools. So it's like a website that walks you through all those, um, you know, all the kind of the steps uh, of going through a, of a brand workshop, and put it in the, in the, they have to be able to do on their own and kind of. And then you can tap into, you know, tap out or you know, do it, do it, do it for me, sort of. But, but really getting to your question, I think the getting to understanding what branding is and making it tangible, I think is so important because it just feels like, you know, a lot of the conversations I'm a part of, it always feels like branding is either they make it super tangible, like, well, brand is your logo, right? Mm-hmm. Or they get so intangible that you have no idea what they're talking about anymore. 
right? And so I think finding that middle ground, so I created a framework for branding, which essentially is uh, the P's, right? So you start off with your personas, understand who you're targeting, right? That's one-on-one. Uh, rolling in then your, your position, so getting a sense on uh, what is the offer, um, what are our, in, you know, our internal values, and then how do we then uh, create, a, uh, how do we ultimately connect with our persona, so what's those kind of external facing uh, type values, and then we move into the kind of, um, you know, once we kind of got our position, then we move into kind of you know, putting the pieces together, right? And, um, you know, for me, that's a lot of, uh, you know, working through kind of the, the, the personality, right? So it's going to be the colors, the tone of voice. It's going to be um, really all of the more intangibles that are starting to form tangibles. And then finally, once we understand how we communicate, the words that we use, the colors, the, you know, really kind of who we are as a, as a personality, then we move into kind of that presentation layer. And then ultimately, it comes down to how we proceed. And that really is when it comes to, you know, full circle is, you know, are we actually connecting with our with our personas, with our audience? So, yeah, I don't know, that's maybe the, the long version of a, of a short question, but I, I think uh, making branding tangible, but still understanding the nuances is, I guess, the most important thing uh, from my perspective for branding. This is so deep because as you were speaking, I was thinking about the way people perceive brands and excuse me and how they connect with their audiences because when you think about how brands connect to their audiences you start thinking about those little things and i definitely must say your website looks amazing it's 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 highly recommendable for you guys to just tap in use a mobile version of the desktop version and check out the website because the way you have been able to bring out your site and then the thing that strikes out even the most to me is when you talked about investing capital and time in peace of mind. Those are like three core factors that determine your success. And I just love how you are putting that in one line as a mantra. It's, it's beautiful. So I'd love to know more what your thoughts are and how the process went. It comes down to ideation, right? So starting off, I think a lot of times we can have a clever, you know, concept, a clever tagline, and things like this, but if it doesn't actually resonate, if it's not grounded, you know, if it doesn't have roots in our DNA and, and really what we want to achieve, you know, we'll never actually, I guess, one, it won't come from a brand promise, right? There'll be a disconnect with the customer. Um, so, I guess for me, you know, it's really understanding what our purpose is, what we're trying to achieve. You know, I, I teach an ideation course, and it's always like comes from three different angles. And a lot of times, people start their company from a, a perspective of passion. Mm-hmm. I want to start this, this new startup. I want to do this thing, and they'll maybe put some, you know, uh, some taglines out there, some position statements out there that are so like all about them. You know, and they sound cool, or they sound boastful, or whatever it is, but then like does it actually resonate? So. You know, it's interesting to start to you know, think about ideating from the perspective of empathy. Like, what does my customer actually really want to achieve? And, um, and then the third being, you know, ideating from a sense of, of demand, right? And, and I think that if you can use all three when you're in that ideation process, like, you know, is there a market for this, et cetera, um, by putting those three together, I think it creates something that is 
actually meaningful. So that's kind of how I looked at our tagline was, you know, understanding who we want to reach, understanding, um, you know, what we're passionate about, and ultimately what the market, um, you know, if there's a market for that. So that's, I don't know. Again, I, I keep wanting to go longer versions of like, okay, really it about, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's just this, I mean, ideation is another whole conversation that I'm so passionate about. And, um, I just think that there's sometimes not enough you know, emphasis in uh, the why, and, and we overblow why, you know, since Simon said 10 years ago, whatever it was, we overblow the concept of why, but, but I think it's just so important of really connecting with, um, you know, what, what we're trying to achieve and, and, and how we can do that more than just profit and demand state, or how we can do that more than just, I want to do this, I'm passionate about it, um, but really connecting with, um, I guess with what we're, the, our mission side, I guess what we're bringing to the table that serves the world more than serves self. Yes. I 100% agree with that because that's the moment when you start to get feedback and I got to even over time I just it came to me one point and I was like wait a minute feedback is the best currency for business and it went a little deep and I was like okay that says a lot so you got to now think okay how do I get to that feedback how do I get a feedback or some feedback and when you think about simplicity and building that complexity behind it is really where you get to see that direct workflow. And I just love how you're able to say that and, and put that in one sentence or even one line for that matter. Oh, pretty good. Thank you for that. Yeah. I think that, that comment on feedback, like, you know, this has been something that has always fascinated me, which is uh, really thinking through the blind spots, right? And businesses have blind spots, people have blind spots. Um, and for me, that feedback loop is so critical, whether it's a personal brand, whether it's a corporate brand, right? And, you know, I, I uh, have a course, Finding Players, that talks all about, like, how do we um, navigate, especially I love, you know, mentoring, um, you know, kids that are just, you know, just trying to figure out their path, right? 20-year-olds that are just trying to figure out their path. And that's one of the exercises we do is actually um, a method called the Jahari Window Model. And it literally is like an exercise, a series of exercises, that help us start like closing up the blind spots, the part that we're not seeing, right? And I think like there's so much anxiety uh, for me, anyways, about the stuff that I don't see, the stuff I don't know, and you know, people giving candid feedback or, or having mechanisms for uh, you know, feedback loops, like that makes it makes a world of difference in uh, interaction, in marketing, and you know, product ideation and everything. So I love that you. You brought up feedback because it, it really is such a critical uh, tenant to successful marketing and successful interactions. Yeah, exactly. And when I think about it now, when you think about the corporate value and people who are building businesses and they're always focusing, like you said, on demand and that demand supply ratio, but they forget that the people they're trying to connect with haven't given them any type of feedback to represent what they want. So it's kind of like, like you said, a blind spot. So people can't see that spot, but they need to so that when they're able to, you know, create those pathways, it's easier for them to understand from their perspective, knowing that they're beginning the process. Absolutely. And, and you know, I think, uh, 
you know, speaking, I guess, specifically around, um, you know, demand and whatnot, it, it's just so interesting how, uh, you know, how much easier it is to actually market a business, you know, like we've seen some different, you know, customers that, that you know, that, that they kind of really already connect with their audience. You know, I've been in a few of your rooms where you've, you've, you know, laid out, you know, very clearly your steps from the kind of, uh, you know, identifying demand and understanding, you know, where the customers are at. So I, mean, I know there's like so much that you can share in this, in this space um, with figuring out, you know, how to connect and, and how to figure out if the demand is there. So I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that because I noticed there's a lot of conversations that happen, but those conversations you ask yourself and you get feedback from people and you answer your your questions really, the ones that you actually ask people, because sometimes you may think that's where they are, but that's they have no idea of how to even upload an image or how to rename a file or how to send a message or send an email. Like it's not even the granular stuff. It's just the one-on-one. How do you do this to get to that point? And it makes a lot of sense when I see people come back and say, I tried this. It didn't work out for me. Then I tried it six months later and then it actually made sense. It's such a good thing to hear because it's like it takes time and everyone is in their own path. So it's like we can't fill up a room with 100 people and expect all 100 people to get it at the same time. It's possible, but the chances are really, really slim. (laughs) That's one of the hardest things about an audience that's diverse, right, is there are different stages, right? They have different understandings of technology, of marketing, of business and you know, it's kind of like, do you, uh, you know, like, where do you focus? You know, and it's like your audience I think is interesting, important understanding, you know, kind of whether it's skill level, education level, you know, of, of, of what they know about a topic. Um, because I love getting into the weeds, you know, but then like, how many people am I alienating by really getting in and talking about something I want to geek out on? Versus like maybe bringing it back a step and like really trying to keep it inclusive. And if you're going to use a, an abbreviations, you know, kind of explain what that means. We've been doing that, you know, that SEO fundamentals from the clubhouse for like over a year now, just almost a year now. And that's like, it's, it's fun for me only because it's like I, I, I force myself to like, no, I'm going to spell everything out. Uh, versus what I normally do is just jump in and be like, let's get neat and dirty, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's crazy that you just mentioned this because now it got me thinking. I was like, okay, the word SEO fundamentals is not just SEO fundamentals. There's so much behind that that you could talk about topic A and talk topic B in one room. And by the time you come back on Friday, you're like, oh, I missed a whole class, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, and, and the term SEO is just a weird term anyway. But it meant something back in the day. It was like SEO back in the day was like off page. It was link building, right? right? And then it moved forward. Like, oh, it's not link building anymore. But it's still called SEO. I was like, oh, okay. But then they're calling it SEO content. They're calling it, you know, user experience. They're calling it tech, you know, web design. You know, PR. Like it's interesting how the term SEO is like this this artificial band aid that's wrapped around so many disciplines. And I always just want to cut the band-aid, you know, throw a band, I should say, you know, wrap around the resistance and just say, look, let's just stop calling SEO anything other than off-page, right? Right. And let's just 
you look, look, let me train you to be a better copywriter. I don't want to train you to be an SEO copywriter. You don't need to be. Just be a copywriter. Right, but understand demand, and that means understand empathy. It means understand a few of the pieces and be a good copywriter. Then you don't have to think about us, right? Web designers, right? Just be a good web designer. Don't have a bunch of broken links. Don't have a bunch of broken. You know, like you just kind of go through these things. Like if you just did your job with attention to detail, there would be no need for any SEO terminology associated around it,、mm. right? From a user experience designer, if you're doing things to you know look out for, let's say.、Uh, Hearing impaired, or visually impaired, or whatever it be, you're already an SEO, right? The only part of SEO that's not,、um, I guess, aligned with just good marketing is the off-page, right? It's it's the link building. That's the only thing that's actually SEO, right? Right. The rest of it is just be a good marketer, like a, a copywriter, web designer, you know, user interface designer, whatever it is.、And、so it's always interesting for me. And you know we're in these these rooms, and people, you can tell people the term SEO has been abused for some years. And if you come in as a copywriter, you're like SEO is just content, and you don't need links, you don't need you know web, you don't need page speed, just need good content. Yeah,、right? content's king. And you bring somebody else in, they're like you know they're a web designer, and they're they're like, well, you just need technical SEO is the most important thing, page load speeds, you know. <laughs> and you're like, it's whoever you bring in. Their background is what they think SEO is, right? And that's fascinating to me, right? And so I've been—we actually just finished an eight-week series. Congratulations! Down, I said, "Okay, thanks." And I said, "We're going to do all the stuff that you guys haven't talked about yet." And so I've, I've created a framework for what I call like a organic acquisition marketing framework. And so that starts as the ABCs, ABCDs of marketing. And it's a audience. Start the audience first. So we went through what are all the factors based on understanding who you're targeting, right? Before you even get involved in your content strategy things. And then B is brand. What are all the brand related elements? And that's things in your local. It's your, it's your knowledge graph. It's your、um, branded search. You know, all of that stuff. Move that into C content. Obviously, there's tons of we can do content. D design. That's user experience. We're making sure we've got. Um, you know, good conversion, etc. Then moving、uh, to another D, development, right? That's your technical SEO. Back to C, that's your community, it's your social sharing, it's your content marketing, right? Back to a B, that's your builder buy, and that's your essentially link building or you know,、uh, link outreach and developing relationships and, and PR, etc. And then finally analytics,、uh, which is the you know, A, which would be you know, just going through Google Search Console and、um, Google Analytics and. Uh, core up vitals or anything else that you want to be monitoring, any kind of KPIs, click through rates and search whatever it is. Is we just begin the whole journey of all the things that I think are modern SEO. Even though I hate the term SEO, you know,、uh, we, we went through all the like. This is what SEO is in today's terms. <laughs> and,、uh, I think it was received well. It was fun. I, I like doing things structured like that.、Yeah. So, anyway. That's beautiful. I, this story is like one for the books <laughs> because. <laughs> You know, SEO has been thrown around like courses was thrown around. I think a year or two ago. You know, the word is just round. And you're looking back, you're like, man, if they only knew what this means, it could make so much sense for them. But it's like they're wearing two hats instead of one. Yeah, exactly. Or five hats, eight hats instead of one. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I, 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 and that's why I always love your simple approach to like look. Focus on the basics. Focus on 
you know, here, here's the stuff, you know, uh, that's why I was love your kind of approach to uh, getting in and just uh, the advice that you give, I think, you know, and there's too often we're um, caught up in terminology, yeah, right? And then we use the special terminology because we want, you know, uh, you know, semantic web or, you know, you know, semantic comments, you know, it, it's like, uh, you know, you could just call it what it is if you wanted to, you know, or, or, or you get into all these kind of, you know, schemas, this and all this, and they have names, they should call names, but my point is sometimes um, the community, some people in the community hide behind terminology to make them feel exclusive, you know, and I love your approach to just like tell like it is, like let's keep this simple and straightforward and like here's the tactics. So, yeah, I appreciate that because it makes much more sense when someone hears it and then comes back a week later and said, okay, I understood what you said. But instead of them understanding what you said, they're trying to Google what semantic indexing is, you know, <laughs> throw it off course. <laughs> for me, I think the smartest people is the approach you take, just like, let me make it simple for you, right? And yeah, I may not sound smart because I'm using simple words and I'm making it sound, oh, that's really easy. Right? Mm. But the fact that if you can make it easy, now you're smart. If you make right. it complicated, are you really smart? Mm. You really know what you're doing. I don't want to get a whole tangent on that, but... No, I that is so it. that is so spot on. I love what you just said. Like when you make it easy, you know, like you're really smart at it because you've gone down to the granular parts. You've gone down to like what is the actual root cause. You know, how have you mastered the concept? When they say proof of concept, it's like they just throw it again. It's like I don't understand, but I love how you've broken this down into just something that's simple for them to learn and not pay attention to the fluff. And pay more attention to their audience. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> this is a classic. Wow. You know, just based on your experience and what you've done, is could you give us like one example or one scenario that you know you had to work with a client or someone that was talking about SEO and they didn't understand it? You know, but once you go them through the process, they're like, okay, now I see what that means in my terms or in my jargon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, I've run three agencies, so I've you know had over a thousand clients. Like, you know, it's you as you go through it, you kind of realize like every it seems like there's different groups of clients, right? Some groups are the do-it-yourselfers, right? Which is like, tell me what I need, and my internal team will do it. And those are the ones who want to make it easy for them, you know, give them all the, the, the protocols, all the kind of step-by-steps and how they can, you know, do this. Um, I think that the other group is the, is the do-it-for-me. It's these ones like, look, I'm barely mastering my business as it is. Like, you've got to handle the marketing for me. I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm just done with logistic issues. Like, I can't, you know? Yeah. And I think those are the ones that I don't confuse them with, like, you know, too much knowledge, right? In the sense, I just kind of like, look, okay, we've got you covered, right? And... Ultimately, I think the uh, the big learning curve, especially if I were to you know speak to maybe a, a young practitioner, somebody that wants to get in and, and start you know being a running agency or, or being a, um, a marketing practitioner of some sort, is you know it's and, and it took me a while to learn this myself. And in my career, I was always on the you know the activity, right? Like hey, look at all the stuff we did for you. And ultimately, that's a good way to kind of show if there's no results. Right, but if you can get in, and you can map out some key performance indicators, some, some metrics of success, some things that says this is what success looks like, right? And then figure out which one of those, because there's a lot of different measurements of success. 
figure out which one of those your client cares about. And like, to me, that's what it's real is. Having a conversation where you really understand what the client cares about look like. I'm just trying to, you know, uh, satisfy my boss who, you know, this, this, and this. I just need these, you know, these metrics, right? Okay, we'll give you the, the ranking and the other things, right? Right. Um, but the ones that really matter is when we're actually thinking about conversion. You know, and so for me, my, my favorite customers, the ones that like, we're not talking about what ranking went up or down because that's, they do micro all the time. We're talking about how much more business did you, you know, how much more revenue did you make? How much more, you know, clients did you get, leads did you get, right? And and to do that, you've got to really focus on uh, attribution. You've got to get in and make sure you get all of your, your uh, analytics set up and, and all your, everything to the point where you know, not just conversion tracking or, you know, goal tracking, but even micro events, you know, micro conversions. It's kind of like, did somebody click on a video? Did they, you know, they hover on a page? Did they, they scroll down the page? Did they click on this call to action? And really getting a sense on like how people are consuming, right? I think like there's a lot of, you know, to answer your question, you know, the scenario, like I've had customers like, I just want ranking. And they're like, okay, well, we can get you ranking, but like, you know, what are your goals? And like, I just need ranking. What, what, what did you get? Give me a ranking. I'm like, okay, not, not, not a customer for me. You know, because like they're, they're, but I love to maybe educate the customer that ranking is actually less important. Uh, there's a lot of other factors that are more important. And, and the way I explain it is I say, you know, we can't control ranking, believe it or not, right? But we, can, we can't control demand to any large degree uh, in terms of you know, on, on a large scale, typically. There's some demand generation, but on a large scale, you know, initially, um, we're here to satisfy the man initially. And, you know, we can help your click-through rate directly, right? So we factor some, we focus on the factors we can control, right? So let us really focus on your click-through rate, or let us really focus on maybe the bounce rate, right? Let us focus on, you know, the you know, event, you know, some sort of event conversion rate. Yeah. Those are things that we can actually impact. But stuff like your ranking, I, I actually, that's something I can't directly help, right? And I know you think, well, yeah, you can, you can do links, you can do, yeah, I can, I can influence it, and I do influence it, right? But the point is, is that, like, let me show you the you know, increase in, uh, you know, in, in uh, links from high authority sites. Let me show you, you know, all these other things that kind of, um, it just takes more training, I guess. Um, and for, like I said, for the DIY customer, the DIY customers, they like it this. For the doers, the do it for me customers, they're just like, I don't want to hear about all that. Just you know, as long as there's more business than last month, like we'll keep moving. So right, it's just kind of interesting and kind of um, feeling out your customer, understanding it's about outcome and not activity, understanding that it's about influence. You know, focusing the factors we can influence and not hyping up the factors we can't. Um, because I've been in instances with major customers where. We went through algorithm changes and there was nothing I could do, hmm. right? And they're unhappy, but I'm saying, look, this is just a change. Like the SERP changed, right? And all of a sudden you got bumped because now there's a knowledge panel in here. Now there's a freaking, you know, this whole idea that like stuff moves, stuff is dynamic and let's respond to that. But anyway, it's longer, I guess a longer piece as well. I just, um, for me, it's about profit orientation is what I was teaching my mentees. I love that. This is definitely uh, a good food for thought for a lot of people just to sit back and ask themselves, okay, am I spending money on an SEO course 
Why am I spending money on a result that's going to give me more business? It's like, it's a direct question, but people get too complicated in the mix, you know? Wow. Thank you so much. This has definitely opened a lot of eyes for some people. I just wanted people to just take that in and understand that there's much more to it and there's much more to achieve, especially when you're thinking about the human to human relationships we have with people across this network. It's just like how we have met due to, you know, being in the same room over time. So it's not going to be our overnight success. It's a gradual process. And I'm so glad you're able to bring that today in this amount of knowledge that people can be able to take home today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. If there's any way they can reach out to you, if there's anything that maybe they want to ask you or how they can connect with you, what are the ways they have possible to make that possible for them? Yeah, so uh, I have a student program and a uh, mentee program. And my student program is open to anyone that wants to. It's uh, bit.ly slash love hyphen introduction. They can learn more about me and have links to all my courses. All my courseware is free. Um, I believe in true mentorship, which is always free. And um, so I don't just go upsells, there's no funnels, just everything is free. Um, And so they can access all my contents. um, And then, you know, uh, there's a lot of... You know, exercises and things in the content, and, and um, I'm always happy if somebody wants to reach out and ask a question and have it answer questions. And you know, um, you know, if the questions get more and more, I'm always happy to, to have address more. But yeah, for now, um, I'm easy to get a hold of. Um, my email is just rob at eartholf, E-R-T-H-O-F.com. Um, or check out my courseware, and happy to connect in time. Amazing, thank you so much, Rob. This has been amazing, it's just a perfect time so blessed to have you on our podcast show and it's, it's a real real pleasure so i definitely look forward to bring you back you know very soon god willing and we can be able to connect and people can be able to enjoy this and reach out to you as well just to give you their feedback as well which is what we need you know i appreciate that like i said when you brought this opportunity i jumped at it i just really value uh, everything you bring to the table and your ge- generosity of spirit, generosity of heart, the knowledge you bring is spot on and uh, just uh, just commend you for you know the heart that God gave you is really, really impressive. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. I look forward to connecting with you and definitely till we meet again on Clubhouse, right? <laughs> Sounds good. I look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah.